I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hello everybody and welcome to another uh, transcendental episode of the podcast. What was that word? Uh, um, never mind that word, I'm taken aback by your the Elvis vibe you have with your hair today. Rita. <laughs> I don't have an Elvis vibe. Get lost. You don't that was just me trying to. I was just trying to ruffle my hair up and look, you know, sexy or whatever. Totally Elvis. Totally. Totally. Totally Elvis. Anyway, how are you both? Great. How are you? Always amazing, Hector. You are no longer with us, as they say. You are Harsalia. I drifted away last Saturday week. We're eight days on the road now. I am in the middle of Indonesia, the island of Java, and I'm in a, a city called Solo City. Solo City, central Indonesia, central island of Java. So I have some questions for you now. Uh, Indonesia has been in the news because they've just brought in a new law. We're saying people who are not married uh, are not allowed to have sex. <laughs> How would they know? What? Because How you can get, know if you had sex. Because you can get reported by uh, your parents uh, or by other people. So have you heard and any? If you were on holidays any of this? there. So they've said it. They've said it's not going to affect tourists. They said oh, uh, well, then un, fine. unmarried tourists can go and ride away. But have you heard anything about this? Because they just they just introduced it in the, in the last little while, Hector. No, uh, it's a it's a it's a Muslim country. Hard to describe how. It is a two, there's 250 million people in this in this in this archipelago, right? And of of thousands of islands, and I'm on the main one. They are how do I? I don't know if the word is it soft Muslim? Is it is it lenient Muslim? Is it is it not everyone is going around in a burqa? They're go, the the girl, the ladies and all the women wear the head uh, scarf oh, yeah. like nuns, but, like nuns. But the mosques are everywhere. And they are a Muslim country and they do pray five times a day and they they are a diligent Islamic nation. But it's not like other Islamic places where you go where there's no Starbucks or there's no shopping centres or there's no... You, it's up to you. Massive to sex industry. <laughs> <laughs> they must be changing that now if they're going to put a new law in. On that law sex. only came in this week, see, Medieval. We haven't heard of it. We haven't heard no. of it. And they've also, it's now, 
I remember being in Thailand one time and it's um, you're not allowed you weren't allowed to tell jokes about the king and they have a new thing now in Indonesia where it's going to be an offence to mock the is there a king of Indonesia or mock the president or mock any state institutions so it's all tightening up Hector Tommy this, you can't go to Indonesia that's the bottom line that's the bottom I mean, line you're not you welcome there were you doing a little go- were, you, were you doing a little Google search on Indonesia this week where are you getting all this Indonesia what a woman came up to me in Centra here in Barna and told me said did you hear about Indonesia it's, you can't be ready if you're not married today I met a king and I had an audience with one of the kings of Indonesia. He's well, there's 20- more than one. Yes, there are many kingdoms in Indonesia. And this dynasty is the Mantalagaram dynasty, the palace I was invited into today. And I met the king, who is 25 years of age. His dad passed away a year and a half ago, and he has succeeded him on the throne to the king of this people, and the king of this province, Mantaragaran. And I was. Is he good looking? He's a good looking young. He was a lawyer in Jakarta. He's mad for uh, Elvis, Rita, so you're in with the chance. <laughs> Would you go away, Elvis? Um, is he, has he got a wife, Hector? No, he's only 25, and this is a, he's only nine months in the job. And I met a king today in his palace, and he was what, super cool. First what was the palace like? The palace was this 50 acre palatial white palace where yesterday the biggest wedding of the year happened. The president's youngest son had a wedding that went on for three days and three nights. So he married a girl from a local province, the president's youngest son, and over 15,000 people attended the wedding over three days. And it was just constant flowers, constant singing, constant dancing, constant food, and all these dignitaries and heads of state from all over the world flying in, shaking hands in this huge palace. And today it looked like the afters of the electric picnic when we arrived in the door in in the high A's van and uh, you always so know where you stand where you when you get to invited the bit after the afters <laughs> <laughs> we weren't allowed we, we weren't allowed to go to the wedding uh, but we were allowed to meet the king today because he was too busy yesterday he came in in this beautiful psychedelic traditional batik shirt Tommy you'd love one of these do you know these floppy uh, tropical shirts it's not Hawaiian but they're super cool I think I'll get you one I really think. Was I'll he bring hung you back over? Now. Was he after the wedding? I could bring one back for you, uh, Lorita, and you could wear one like Elvis in his Hawaii phase. I am not into Elvis that much, so it's okay, thanks. <laughs> he, Hector, he, I want to know about the wedding. Was he hung over? Are you allowed to drink? No, over no, there? no. There's no drink. There's drink in bar in bars in in the hotel, but that's about it. You don't. There's no. It's not a. It's not a drinking nation. It's a Muslim nation. So he's the a ki- single man. This king. He is probably the most eligible bachelor in Indonesia. Uh, really really good nice guy well able to speak he was a lawyer in Jakarta for two or three years and then obviously his dad passed away so he had to come down and take over as king first thing he wanted to know about was Conor McGregor second thing he said how good is Tyson Fury we had great chats about that he loves his boxing Katie Taylor we spoke about and then he he spoke about the role that he has now with uh, for his people and uh, he was just a really cool dude one young is it is it brilliant to travel all the way across the world like that and to discover that he people like that speak Irish? <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Why? Subtitles, Tommy. Subtitles. Why, Tommy? How? But it's, a, it's a travel show for TG Carr, so obviously he speaks Irish. Tommy, you shut the fuck up. What do you want? What do you want? What are you digging at there? <laughs> not... What sort of a dig is that? 
it's not a take. It's just a, it's a funny. It's a funny. You're doing a, a travel show. The moment it's passed is over now. It's gone, Hector. You didn't. It was a little joking about what? About the fact that that it's a it's a travel show for TG Car, and you had a conversation yes. with the fella. That's so why I was just going. Now I'm having to explain the fucking joke. No, I didn't get the joke because <laughs> I'm ten thousand miles away. Doesn't it? Humour travels all over the world. Louisa got it. It doesn't travel to Jakarta. They don't welcome jokes like that, Tommy. So we started. We 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 took off last Saturday week uh, out of Dublin Airport, and as we were getting checking in, I started to notice all these really. I didn't recognise. Then I recognised one of them, and then I went, "Don't tell what." The Kerry Senior Football Team were hopping on the plane to Dubai. They were off on their holiday to Mauritius. And uh, one after the other, the All-Ireland champions got into the queue. Now, Clifford and the boys weren't with them because I think they're still playing football. But uh, Jack Barry and Killian Spillane and it's Morley, the centre-back, and Mick Galway was with them there. So on the plane at 39,000 feet high in the sky, we had a couple of baby Heineken cans down the back in the galley with the All-Ireland senior football champions. You didn't you didn't wangle an upgrade to business this time? No, it didn't happen, Tommy. And I'm telling you one thing. By the time me and Roscoe got to Jakarta, about 26 hours after it, it was complete and utter devastating. We were in bits. Once you go business class and then you go back to economy, it's... It's a, hard to go uh, back. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't... There was a guy beside me, a German guy. He was in a shipping company and I kept on putting his elbow into the side of me. And then, and then, oh. and then Ro- Ro- Roscoe would sleep for Ireland. Like, he doesn't care. He was sleeping with his head down. You know, these, these, these lads at school that sleep on a desk and there's me in the middle of them. And I just... I was... I was Oh, oh, it was I just, oh, it was just couldn't stretch my legs. Uh, but the Kerry senior footballers were off on their uh, junket to Mauritius. What's what's great. the heat like there, Hector, in Indonesia? 32, 34. Oh, really? Tropical. The minute you leave the hotel. Sweaty. The, Sweaty. The sweat. There's, damp. Yeah, it's, it's the river Boyne down in the back, down the broad of me yeah. back. And it's, it's damp. A, it's, it's a moist style part of the world. Yeah, it's a, it's a tropical <laughs> moist heat that if you don't, it just, it, there's just, let's just say there's beads of sweat. Yeah. Galloping down every part of your body. And are you going around in the GA shorts? No. <laughs> As my mother said of Indonesia, it's a hot mess. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no GA shorts. I, I no, I'm trying to sort of no, I'm wearing jeans and stuff, but I have sort of these sort of uh, outdoor trousery things, but they're a tiny bit MacGyver or David Attenborough, but I don't like wearing them. Roscoe's in the shorts. Are they ones that you are unzip and they're half can be trousers or shorts? Are they are they the kind of ones you don't wear? Sort of like about? that, yes. Sort of like they're that. They're not appropriate, don't wear them. No. Um like say if today when we we met the king, who's this who's, we had to What have did you wear to meet him? Shirt and pants to meet the king. So we are travelling in a high ace van. Jakarta, by the way, what an amazing city. Like Bangkok, Manila, they're all they're all those super super. Is Bangkok still there. smelly? Yes, because the raw sewerage that's that that rushes along the streets and when monsoon season comes, the rain is all captured on each side of the street. There is a pong there's not much of a pong in Jakarta. Jakarta is you can put London and New York together and mix it with Hong Kong and Singapore and then you have Jakarta. I've never seen such a concrete jungle. And the interesting thing about Jakarta is Jakarta is sinking 10 centimetres into the sea every year. And in 50 years time, Jakarta will be no more. It is a sinking city because they're taking all the water out of the ground for the skyscrapers. The sea is rising and Jakarta is sinking. So it's a very interesting place. I met the number nine pool player in the world. Oh, Hang Daddy just, backpack. 
How do you like? <laughs> That's the name, isn't it? Wang Bunny Sat Pack. No, it's it. it uh, she's Sounds a girl, good. Angelique Rosalio, and she's number nine in the world oh. ladies pool player. She's been a pro for eighteen years, and I met her in a billiards in a pool hall, Tommy, on a Friday afternoon where there was a a cash tournament for eighteen million rupees. Now get now get this into your head. It was down to the top 32. It was a beautiful pool hall. It was immaculate. It was like a five-star hotel pool hall. And I met Angeline. She'd just flown back from America where she competed in Las Vegas. She played Kelly Fisher, was beaten by Kelly Fisher, the world's number one, probably the greatest female pool player. Did you play her? Of course I played her, Tommy. And the cues just to be in a pool hall in Southeast Asia. Because when I was growing up and me and Tommy were growing up, we were watching... Fernando Bustamante from the Philippines and Efren Reyes were the great Asian pool players. They revolutionised the game in the Philippines. They became world champions. I'll never forget them screwing up these multicoloured oh, cues yeah. and, and they, playing on Sky Sports. And they had beautiful moustaches as well. You oh, Sky that. Sports when you were young fellas. Oh, no, Hector is kind of... Hector is... Look, this isn't a linear, linear story, Luta. He's kind of... Hopping I'm generations just, here. Yeah, let's just say I'm embellishing as we go. But Fernando Bustamante, uh, and so she came in. First thing I noticed, Tommy, was her. It's it's that it's that. <laughs> what? The holder for the three cues. The hold. Oh, the hold. It was. Oh my oh. God. She's got. I the have three a question cues. though. Yes. Can women not compete against men at pool and snooker? Yeah, Why? of course they can. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course they can. Oh, yeah. but this is just uh, this is just a woman's only. She's on the pro. Um, she's on the world pro yeah. league for for women. So there is mixed doubles and mixed world championships and all that. I've never seen a man play a woman in snooker though. Um, uh, on the telly, I, like no, no it, the world there, yeah, it, it is starting. It's just there. It takes uh, time to get up to speed. The the uh, the greatest kind of, female. It's almost like a cultural thing. Do you know what I mean? Kelly it's Fisher, almost like that's a, you Hector, you stop interrupting me. Excuse me, sorry, it's ten thousand my breakway. <laughs> Kelly Fisher, is that her name? No, Rosaria. No, Kelly Fisher is the world number one female player. She's she and she's a, she was a world champion snooker player as well. She's the lady dominating in America for the last ten or fifteen years on the big American female league. I just think it takes time to uh, for that kind of. It takes time to build up the quality or something. It sh- it doesn't make sense that if you have a three-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl and they both start playing pool at the same time, why is it that the uh, even though women are allowed to compete with men, how come they're not at the same top standard yet? I think it just takes time, but it will. It's because there's no physiological or mental or is there though psychological I difference? I don't think there's any your difference. Your brains work skill. differently logistically or. No, uh, isn't there a woman starting to do Formula One now, or did I dream that? Oh, you probably found it on that information pack that you found everything out about Indonesia this week. So (laughs) she has, she had the breaking cue, she had her normal cue, and then she had the jump shot cue. And Tommy, I asked her to perform the jump shot, the long jump shot, like not be close to a ball, but the long one. But what I noticed was just the the poise, the skill, and the threat. Beautiful. Did she say? Uh, Did she say anything about your technique, Hector? Yeah, she knew I could play. Now, I, look, I didn't. Well, you go away. She's the world number nine. She knew you could play, please. She probably thought you once or twice have hit a ball, but she hardly thought you were good. You, you, know, you know from Hector's stance that he's... Uh, he's she knew from the way I... The, st- the way I, 
I cocked out the Irish, the Navinars, and I gave it the old Steve Davis. I actually stuck my tongue out at one stage, just a little bit, and I just went, and And do you know what she said to me? You've played before. You're just cranking now because of of your hair, Larissa. You could stop that now. No, but uh, we only played one frame because the, the tournament was starting that afternoon. But just brilliant to be in a pool hall and see the, the rise. She, at 12 years of age, she was beating everybody in the country. And at 14, she won a national title. And she's been in, in America. She's been 18 years as a pro blue player. Just amazing. Life on the road. And a young girl from Jakarta uh, rising through the What ranks. age is she? She's 32 years of age. So it's brilliant. And that's what so, she does now. Full time. That's, that's all Full time. Travel the world. Play pool. And how are, how are your a spirits, dream. Hector, on the road? How are your spirits? Are you, are you, are you, because this is the second trip away now in a sh- quite a short space of time to the other side of the world, hotty, hotty, sweaty it's, place. It's, this is van life. We have a high-S van and the seats aren't joined together. So when you want to lie down. Is there air conditioning? It, yeah, it's not working really well. And uh Let's just say the van is, it, it works a little bit, but what we have decided to do every time when we get to a country is we stop off at a little furniture shop and we buy about nine big pillows. So I have three pillows. Roscoe takes the middle seat, I take the back two seats and Evan is up the front. So what we try and do... How smelly is it? It's, it's, it's not smelly, it's just, it's just relentless and it's just van life. Like the other day, we drove from Jakarta to Solo City, which is about 650, 700 kilometres. So we drove one and a half times the length of Ireland in the high ace. Now, at one stage, we only got here the other night at one o'clock in the morning. So we're plowing down this highway. That's the only highway in Indonesia. It was built by the president and the government a couple of years ago, because before that, trying to get around Indonesia, the main island called Java, was mental. So we're on the highway. We're bombing along. I've done me Netflix. I've listened to music. We've still got four more hours to go. We're in the middle of nowhere. We've got a guy called Pram, who's our driver. That's his name, Pram. And... Uh, He's up the front and he's like, and we're, like, you're just trying to occupy your time. So what do you talk all, about? Nothing. We don't talk. We're all on headphones and we just lie down, Tommy, and we just get on Do you ever feel it. sick on it's, the road, no? No, it's like, it's this acceptance that we're in a high is and there's nowhere to go and we don't know where we're staying and we're and the driver's called Pram and he speaks no English and we're just I just to take out Google Maps and I go where the fuck are we going and I go look how far we have to go so like six or seven hundred kilometres we did in one evening but you wouldn't play I Spy or anything or no we'd done that about 18 years ago Tommy after about 20 years of the, it, it's just van life it's getting in and all the gear is crammed in the back so I try and make my area as comfy as possible I've got my mosquito repellent I had my Thudo cream and I had my water with my Diora lights and then I have my Netflix and then I have my charger and then I have my Dr. Beats headphones in a case and then I have uh, you're about another. you're about 11 do you know that <laughs> yeah and also where do you go to the toilet on the 600 kilometres I'm, I'm, I'm like a child getting on a plane for the first time but, did you uh, get some hard sweets as well well sometimes we get some crisps at a petrol station in the middle of nowhere because we don't know what the crisps are like when we get to a country so we we, we have good crack like that when you arrive in the middle of two o'clock in the morning at the, the petrol station you have to entertain yourself and go in and get stuff but we all are you laugh? Are you laughing a lot? Ah, we are. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny with the two others because, yeah, uh, like it's it's we do have a lot of fun, but it's in and out. It's in and out. It's in and out of the van. It's van life. But anyway, we were all asleep, and next minute I heard, and I thought, I swear to God, 
I got an awful fright. I was half asleep. I was dribbling on the pillow and I jumped up and I'm looking out and, and, and I could hear. I thought we'd lost a wheel. I thought a wheel had fallen off the highest at about one o'clock in the morning. I kid you not, the noise of the chassis underneath. I said, something's fucking wrong. So I was there. Evan, Evan, Roscoe, Roscoe, something's happening. You could hear. And next minute, your man up at the front, I said, Pram, Pram. And he goes, starts talking. So he pulls in on the highway. And I'm now there's no hard shoulder. And there it is. There are trucks rattling by us. It's one o'clock in the morning. That we put on the flashing lights. And I'm going, lads, I think we've lost the fucking wheel here. We've lost the wheel. We've lost the wheel. Something's wrong. So I was there, don't get out there. So he, he got out of the car. There was other traffic whizzing by. We had no bollards or nothing. And I was there, something's wrong. And then I could see in the light as he walked behind the van and then he ran up the side of the motorway for about 500 yards and he comes back with a fucking spare wheel. So in underneath the back of the highest, under the back door, the spare wheel goes in and it's locked in there. But didn't the thing come off and the thing that holds it hit the ground and sparks were coming out of it like it was just... But anyway, you see, he's, li- he's lying in under the van for the next 20 minutes, right? And there's cars going... There'd be none of this, Hector, if you were doing a travel show with Virgin Media or RTU1. <laughs> this would all be taken care of. It's the TG Gahar High Ace van. That's as you suffer. Yeah, but, but there's something beautiful about the High Ace. Like, there's something I really do respect the High Ace so much. And I mean, I'd say if it was an RTU show now, you'd be in a Renault Espace or something. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored a Ford Voyager uh, so anyway he's lying in under the thing right and for about 20 minutes I can hear <laughs> he's hitting the thing back in and, <clears throat> and then he gets back into the car and drives away so the wheel the, the other spare wheel had to come in on top of Evan so we <laughs> 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 so where he was lying down at the front of the van <laughs> he had a spare wheel up on top <laughs> So we get to the oh. and in the middle this, of the night, of course. Um, and we finally get to a place we're staying, and uh, there are so many bugs and cockroaches, and and uh, I got bitten by green ants. <coughs> I don't know if you can see my hand, but I got bitten by green ants. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, uh, look, oh so yeah. Sting, stinger green ants, and my where? hand uh, is like a polka dot down. As in, like, were you in bed when you got it? Yeah, or what? I think they're like they're like ticks or something. That like, and Larita, you know about your ticks? Have a look at that. You see the size of the bites. They're, they're bites, yeah. They're everywhere. Must so anyway, bites, like. stayed in a hotel. I got a pe- I got one end of a penalty shootout at two o'clock in the morning. There was no shampoo or shower gel or anything. Uh, there was no toilet paper. Uh, you wash yourself with a bit of water and. Uh, and <laughs> there was no bedspread in this place or no sheet. Bedspread? What do you mean? What were you just, lying on? Just lying the sheet because of the heat. Oh. It's just the constant whirring of the air conditioning. You can't turn it off or on. And then you hear the call to prayer every, everywhere. Six every minutes. <laughs> Tell me this. To... Uh, uh, do you not sometimes just go when the accommodation is bad like that? Phone Evan and go, what <laughs> the fuck? 
have you put is this? What you, what you tell me? We're in the middle of Indonesia, and like we're in these small off the motorway towns that like there's no tourists. Like we're 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 not we're not doing any tourist trails. But the interesting thing is the call to prayer, the Adan. It happens about ten minutes before the main call to prayer, and they do it five times a day. There are mosques everywhere, and in the city of Jakarta, the bigger cities. I know you all know the call to prayer when you hear it, but when you have thousands of small mosques singing at the same time and they're all competing with larger loudspeakers outside their mosques, it is unreal. One guy starts here, then another one starts here, then another one. It's this cacophony of call to prayer from hundreds and hundreds of mosques at the do same they have, time. Do they have public executions in Indonesia or am I imagining that? Is Indonesia one of them countries where if you're done for drug smuggling from Australia or something, or something like that. Do I might have seen someone banged up abroad years ago. They are a, a happy people. They are a, a content people. The Dutch were the ones, not the English or the Spanish, the Dutch are the ones who came here and plundered uh, um, Indonesia. The interesting thing about Indonesia is you've got that main island of Java, which is down underneath, and then it's Sumatra, and then goes on down to Papua near Papua New Guinea, but there's 17,500 islands. Um, they're a colourful nation. They're a, uh, the economy is doing very well now at the moment, but there's 250 million of them. Um, and a, hap- a smile, a smile. With, they're content with their lot. And they are, uh, they're, a, they're, a, they're a happy nation. So we're down in Solo City now, right down the end towards the middle. Are you seeing, are you seeing many Irish when you're walking around? Nothing. You don't see any tourists, Tommy, where we are. We don't see any people. We don't see any tourists. We're off the beaten track. We're, and how's your, how's, how's your red hair and pale skin going down with them? Once you give them the salamat bagi, once you get the hands together, which is a beautiful one, and you go salamat magi in the morning, salamat swade in the afternoon, and salamat malem. Once you give it that blessing, and what they do is they put their hand out and they touch your hands with the with the with the blessed prayer like that. Uh, they're very very warm and welcoming. Their levels of English would be very low, but they have a big smile uh, and they're intrigued by foreigners. They love phones. I just watched a little bit of uh, Deal or No Deal in Indonesia there just before we come on. Uh, they love a little bit of crack. They like they they're different. They're different than the Malaysians. There's a more it's uh, it's hard to know. There's uh, we're we're coming down towards Papua New Guinea now. We're right down. Like if we went we went further on south, we're on near Darwin in the top of top of Australia. So we're right down that end. But uh, it's been an amazing trip so far. Um, and uh, on this island of Java and in a few days time or tomorrow or the next day we fly to Bali and then we're going up the north of Bali to get very spiritual into the temples Lovely, and, wow. and to chill out but yeah that's the highest van this hotel I'm in is the Aston Hotel like there's only four things on the on the menu on the on the on the uh, room service it's Nasi Goreng Nasi Goreng Nasi Goreng and Nasi Goreng and that's that's it and uh, you, I asked for a pizza the other day they don't it's it's very traditional what's Nasi Goreng <clears throat> It's like a fried rice dish. You can either get it with fish, which is double double, or you can get it with uh, chicken. And it's nasi goreng. It's a lovely fried rice dish. No food make... poisoning for reasons. No, the the tummy has been good. The tummy has been very good, and Roscoe's been. What's their national sport? What's their what? How what gathers the nation together? They love Manchester United. They adore Liverpool. 
they are a soccer nation. They're a badminton supremos. They are badminton mad and in soccer as well as that. Now, the other day, <clears throat> we went to meet a chapter of a football club. So certain clubs in Jakarta aren't allowed travel to away days because of the conflict. There's a lot of fighting at the matches and hooliganism. And the, the ultra hooliganism that we see uh, seeping back into the fighting hooligans that we see seeping back in with the casual culture and the way they dress in England with the Stone Island and the and the black uh, tracksuits and all that is creeping into Indonesia. So the Indonesian soccer fans are trying to dress like they're from the Millwall or the West Ham or the Intercity Firm. And the other day in Jakarta, we went to meet a, a chapter of a fan group called the Jet Manias. There's about 35,000 of them. They're the hardcore fans that are not allowed to go to the, the way matches because of conflict issues. And we went to meet a chapter of them in a real working class area in Jakarta where we were brought into a sort of a chapter house with all the murals on the walls. The boys had flares going and were chanting with the drums and everything. And this is where they go to mingle on away days and watch matches and they drink. Uh, and this is these are the hardcore ultra fans of a team from Jakarta. And just about the... The lifestyle of football there, like there, if Jakarta, if a team in Jakarta is playing Bali, it's three days and three nights if they want to go away on the bus to get there because if they, they haven't got the money to fly. The guy told me that if they can make the money for the ticket at the home match, which is seven euros, that's the cost of a ticket, then that's all they want to do. They want to have enough money to get into the home stadium, to buy a couple of flares, get the chanting going and pay the seven euro entrance fee in equivalent money in rupees. What countries have you been in that as soon you're there two or three days and you're just thinking, get me the fuck out of this hellhole as quickly as possible? Like looking back, are there any places you've landed where you go, I don't like, I just there's a vibe here or there's a climate oh, no, or a, no, no, or a no, tone? No. no, we were invited. Now, don't get me wrong. When we went into that chapter, we were with the president of the, of the ultra fans. This was a guy, as he walked in, they were bowing down and giving him respect. So we were there and they were all, we knew we had good people with us. We didn't need security or protection, but it was a very working class area. Like the, this was a poor part of Jakarta and football was their life. And they had robbed a lot of the Boca Juniors chants and they were singing their versions of the Boca Juniors. Your man was very well educated on football, global football and uh, soccer is everything that sustains them down here. Now, they had a tragedy recently in Indonesia where thousands of people collapsed at the football stadium. Uh, the, the the stand collapsed and unfortunately thousands died. But the levels of hooliganism is getting bigger in, in Indonesia for the big team. So certain teams like the team I went to, <clears throat> their fans aren't allowed go on away days. So uh, no, Tommy, like... Maybe some cities were really boring, but I don't find the countries boring. I find once we get out into the countryside, like, you know, we've, we, we seem to be able to breed a little bit more. Roscoe has more time to get out of the van and, and, and do his stuff, but it's in and out, in and out. Get the tripod. Like, I'm, I'll carry the tripod, like, just because I'm talking on camera. We all have to lug in and do the stuff. So you're sweating and it's it's pretty hard going. Yes, it'd be great if there was five people and makeup and tripod carriers and camera assistants, but it never has been like that with us. So we just lump in and lump out. It's van. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life. And uh, in terms of what to wear on camera, how do you are you, are you okay with all that? I'm, I'm okay, yeah. I've got a range. I brought a nice range with me now. I've got a nice couple of shirts coming up over the next week. Toby was trying to get a dick in there extra. Did you not know? Was I do. I don't fall just... for them anymore, Louise. I don't fall. Tommy wasn't just... trying to get a dick in. Tommy, Tommy was. was, was he, was tra- he was trying to slag you about what runners. She you is wear. still. He wants to know what runners you wear. He wants to know what you. He want. He know. You know what he feels about your style. Hector, You're so still angry about the Elvis vibe at the Can start of the podcast. Trying this? to. <laughs> Hector, do you have to put on makeup? Huh? No. Not unless I'm a makeup. cold sore or something. No, 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 no. Never in my life would I wear me. What would I? Sure, I'd look stupid. I just have the pasty face and the red hair and the sun, the sun cream <coughs> sort of suits. I haven't been wearing the shades much because it's funny. The heat down here, it's intense, but the sun only comes out for an hour or two. It certainly gets warmer. They say in January, February, March. But what we're encountering is just tropical oven-like heat, and then in the evening time, it just goes down. But it's uh, so. So right now you're halfway through a three-week trip. Halfway through this three-week trip, we'll head to and then you've a, next. And then, in sometime in the near future, there'll be another jaunt away. Yeah, there'll be another like, jaunt. Uh, when does it get too much for you? Like when do you start going? Oh Jesus, man, I'm not, I'm not fit for this. I don't want to be doing this. I want to be at home, standing at the side of a pitch and going into centre <laughs> to get a roll. And I want to be sitting at home at night watching soccer. I, and, I think, Tommy, I'm taking more in on these shows oh, than wow. ever before I think I'm taking more into my mind and I think I've I, it's it's not finally dawned on me that wow we're doing it for 22 years but I look at Evan and Roscoe and we do pinch ourselves somewhere and we go fuck that's amazing what about that story today or that was brilliant or that worked really well or have it Roscoe calls me over and have a look at this because Roscoe's like his camera and his lenses and everything he has he's like he's a, he's a bloody genius he just he, he's making he's creating 
brilliant stuff and it's a pleasure to be with these boys but i'm taking more in definitely it's i'm allowing more imagery and and, and feelings to come into me and then I'm, I'm trying to get them out on camera as well because it's a it's an astoundingly brilliant job that i have to be able to be allowed to travel to these countries year after year and and series after series and that we have a, still an appetite and 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 to see where we're going with the show where where we where are we going with the show how's everybody at home <laughs> phone they're calls texts how are you good. lads how they're are your wife they're good they're good i got a great i got a great video the other day uh, it was like a fucking freezing snap Baltic, uh, you know, the snow, the frost out in Clare Galway. And I could see that the exhaust pipe out of the back of Dipna's Jeep revving up. And I went, ah, ah there's rain. And Dipna's went, she said, here, have a look at this. And it was just a picture of the Jeep revving up and the exhaust on a cold morning. And I went, Jesus, rain's doing well with his driving. That's brilliant. Look at the way he's reversing. And I didn't, couldn't see inside. And then I see comes round and then he stops oh no don't don't tell me I know it was the car, the car no. doesn't cut the climb is it no <laughs> 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 Clive making an early morning getaway I'll get that but... Dublin <laughs> I'll just bring in the Christmas tree here with you that's it <laughs> it was uh, I Clive said, would be sitting him up on top of the Christmas tree when you come home Rean is doing his theory test and he's doing his driving lessons and I was going, jeez, he's getting really good. Next minute he comes around the corner of the side of the house and stops and reverses like a Formula One driver. And then the window comes down and there's the bold younger boy in there. And it was the youngest lad, Shane, who I, I didn't even know he didn't know. He, wow. knew where, he knew where the key was. And so then I, I rang him on WhatsApp about an hour later. I said, where, where did you go? I've been watching YouTube videos for the last year. He's taught himself on YouTube how to drive a car. And he had the Canadian goose jacket on in the middle of it. I said, Jesus, you look the part anyway. No, that was Clive that taught him how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, how are no, things in Mayo, Larita? Uh, everything's good. I don't know if the podcast where we got drunk has gone out yet, but... Um, I never want to go socialising with you ever again. I know I was the one that instigated and insisted that we go and do it, but I was hungover for, I would say, a solid eight days. What? I was dying. I nearly died dead. And the best thing of all was we were in bed at half five in the evening and I thought, oh, fucking brilliant. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to not have a hangover. I woke up. I woke up the next morning wondering, would it be possible to take myself to the hospital and ask them to put me on a drip? I know that they would probably be busy, but I was very close to death. Like we had too much to drink. Yeah. Um, I haven't said I met Tommy briefly. I don't want to go out at all now or drink anymore. You were all right the next day, Tommy. I was fucking flying. I was was in my element. 14 pints and a couple of whiskeys. I'm so sick. I was like, I couldn't. I, it came to checkout time for the hotel and I was like, I can't leave the room. I can't stand up. I was absolutely dead, dead. How, how was the drive home? I can't remember it. I didn't wait it till ages and ages you, and ages. I, I, you and got ages. younger as the, the more we drank, Larita. Yeah, well, I didn't get younger you know with mean? the hangover. I got older You were kind older. of, I noticed when we were in Garavans having a few pints, you kind of, there was a lovely kind of, 15 year old vibe off you you were kind yeah. of you, you kind yeah. of there was I an was innocence or was it you were kind of just <laughs> all, all, all that all that all that hang on actor all that kind of uh, to the cynicism you've been you've been hoarding for 15 years <laughs> go on it just kind of disappeared and what emerged over around your 13th or 14th pint was just this 
bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, happy-to-be-alive young one from Mayo. You were delighted to be with Well, that evaporated the next morning, I can assure you, and I wasn't that happy at all to be alive. Absolutely dead. I was scared. I had a party on the following weekend. Couldn't drink. Couldn't participate. No interest. Zero. Zero. And I'm never, ever drinking Guinness ever again, or whiskey either, for that matter. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you, Larita. From um, from my bunker, <laughs> and I'm uh, refused to tell you where I am, so that's and fine. Tour Ara, Aaron Moher, Hector, and I will, of course. Uh, I hope we see you home soon. And thank you, everybody, soon. for listening. God bless and good luck. Tommy here. We wanted to give you a taste of what to expect if you sign up for our members only episode on a Monday. Exclusive and ad free. Find out all the details on thlpod.com forward slash members only. When, when is the first time you rode somebody in your parents' house? Do you remember that, Hector? Do you, Do you remember, remember the first ride in the house? Go on, Tommy, oh, you tell could, me you couldn't, you me. couldn't make any noise. How did it happen? What? Oh, were they there? Were they there? Yeah, 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 you'd be of an so age. No, they back. were never there. They were never there. They you were always. Do it when they were there. You wouldn't do it when they're there. I know. Oh, you, you bring home a young one for a sleepover. Huh? Huh? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, of course you would. No, you didn't. In your twenties. And you'd. Oh, for God's sake! I'm on about when you're seventeen or eighty. Yeah, but I didn't. Make, I didn't specify any age. I said, so what would how, you say? Tell us about the Go first on, time me, no, you on. rode somebody. No, let's, let's listen no. to your side of the story first. Go on. Well, I just Who remember. Did you bring back to your house I can't. Don't name it. I need a, some, no, something. No, no name. But did they know? Did you know something? you were there? What? Did they know that the woman was there? Oh yeah, yeah. So you said, yeah, oh, I'm just. She was the same age as me, mother. We hope you enjoyed that taste of our members-only episode. To find out more, head to www.thlpod.com forward slash members only. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.